Hey, buddy, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on, man? Not much. Just another day. Oh, man. Uh, do we got some topics that we got to break down today. Yes, we do. All Strasburg, and let's start with that. So the Yankees have met with Garrett Cole today, and they're going to meet with Steven Strasburg tomorrow. Now, I'm sure every Yankee fan and Yankee fans would say, "Oh my God! Oh my God! It's happening!" Let's all pause and calm down and remember they also met with Patrick Corbin last year, and it didn't work out. As a as a as a fan and as the Yankees are. That's what the Yankees have to do. They're doing their due diligence. That's what every club does is, you know, meeting the best three. So the Yankees will be dumb not to meet with Cole and Strasburg. Because you got to get the action price. And with Zach Wheeler getting a, commanding a $100 million deal, you know Strasburg and Cole are going to get way more than that. So Absolutely, the way more than that. So the question being is, could they price out the Yankees? It just depends how much the Yankees want them. I mean, this this is going to be a lot different than Patrick Corbin. Of course, you don't you don't pass up on Garrett Cole. You don't pass up on Steven Strasburg. But the reason why I think the Yankees might is because they do have a potential of Debbie Garcia. They do have Jordan Montgomery. They may just say fuck it, and they may just get Batances back. Resign Gardner and maybe make some small moves. But it'd be smart for them to get one of the three pitchers Cole, Strasburg, or Bumgarner. If they get one of those, I think they'd be fine. Wheeler's not it. You're not going to give Wheeler a four year, five year, $100 million contract. Of course not. It's he's just he's not, not worth it. Worth it. Uh, according to the reports by John Heyman, the White Sox are currently in. The front runners to sign to sign Wheeler. I mean, if he signs there for five years, have um, good luck. Good luck, because we all know the Mets weren't going to resign him. Which leads me back to the Mets, where if you knew you were not going to resign Zach Wheeler, I don't care if you were in the middle of a pennant race. You should have thought long term. If you knew that you were not going to resign him. Zach Wheeler. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if you thought that your team was going to make a second half push, which, which to their credit, they did. But it, it didn't matter. You should have, you should have traded Wheeler when his value was up. You should have traded Wheeler. You would have gotten more prospects to build for the future. Which is a report I heard on SNY is that the Mets are looking to trade bad contracts so they can unload some salary, and they're looking to put. Dominic Smith, which is one of their best prospects to help unload prospects, which, I mean... That makes sense. They got Pete. It makes sense. It kind of makes sense. It's like, all right, we have a bad contract, and we have a good prospect. So in order to take our, you know, in order to take our good prospects, you got to take the bad contract. And luckily, these guys like Familia and Jed Lowry, they don't have, they don't have no trade contracts. So they could essentially be traded anywhere. It's just which team is willing to take Dom Smith and which team is willing to eat that bad contract because Lowry has one more year left on his contract and Familia has two more years. So No one is taking Jed Lowry and no. very few teams will take Familia. 
I think I think Familia would likely get traded before Lowry because Lowry is just injury prone. But you could never have a lot of arms. You can never get too many arms. So Familia would likely go. I mean, Familia is not great either. But if you're asking which one of the two would likely be traded from the Mets, I would probably lean towards Familia. And if I'm the Mets, I even trade Diaz as well. You could probably get some good value for Diaz. I mean, but here's the thing, though. Well, you're not, but, but you can get some good value because, like, again, you'll never get good pitching. But Diaz is coming off the down year, which, you know, the only good thing about trading for Diaz is he's controllable. So, that's not that's that That's not even that. His, his skill-wise is 40 billion times better than Familia. So, even though he had a bad year, you got to remember, it's going to a new league. Not that many people will think, oh, let's not trade for Diaz because he's done. There, There's at least 10 other clubs that would definitely take Edwin Diaz for, for the back end of their bullpen. No question. Can they fix him? Can they fix him? Because, again, Diaz had a really bad year. He had, he had a bad year. Like I just said, you can attribute that to changing leagues and being... Expecting to be good on not that great of a team, so it's different. It's I mean, yeah, I mean, but here's the thing: though you would think you're going from American League, which is a lot of good hitters, to National League, where the pitcher hits. You would think you'd be the numbers would be better because National League still has pitchers hitting. And also, he's going from think. small town USA to New York. Not everybody can handle New York. I mean, true. Even though the Mets are like little sisters, it's still New York. It's still a big market. It's still a lot of pressure. Mets fans get very. Um, Mets fans will get at you hard when you're struggling. So, true. See, this is, this is why I call New York, New York like New York is not built for everyone. And people say, "Oh, that's just that's just an excuse for me." I uh, look at Sunny Gray. Look what happened when he went from Oakland to the Yankees. Look what happened when he got traded from the Yankees to Cincinnati. So, New York is not built for everybody. There's only select few people that can stomach what New York has to offer. But here's the thing, though. If you win in New York, it, 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 it puts you on a whole different level, which is why I really think Aaron Judge and Sanchez really, I really hope they deliver a championship to New York. Because it would be it would be such a shame that these great players don't win at least one championship in New York. It, it would be a shame. It's up to them. Yeah, they 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 have to be the guy. They have to be the guy. Um. So we're gonna see. This gonna be very interesting uh, winter meetings tomorrow. Uh, I mean, it feels a little bit different. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I'm not gonna get my hopes up until I come confirmation, but. It kind of feels like it kind of feels like after a couple of disappointing seasons, you know, reaching the American League Championship Series in 2017 and 19, losing to the exact same team. It kind of feels like you need something to get you over the hump. So I don't know. Unless they get blown away, I'd be shocked if either of them signed before Christmas. I think they would have to get blown away to sign before Christmas. Yeah, 
Honestly, I think Cole and Strasburg get signed after the New Year. They're not getting signed before Christmas. Scott, and remember, they're both, they're, they are both Boris Klein. So Boris will make that drag. And since Boris got the Yankees to meet with Cole and Strasburg, which means you know the Yankee tax is going to be in full effect. Well, Boris don't even matter. Blown, blown, blown away is blown away. If, 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 how, if how was to say, listen, right now, Seven for three fifty. How the fuck are you gonna turn that down? No one's gonna turn that down. No one, no one is gonna offer more than that. No, no one one is gonna give a pitcher four hundred million dollars. So, unless, 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 how was to blow away Garrett Cole, which, which I thought was happening. It was probably just uh, Garrett. Thank you for having us in your home. Um, you know what the Yankees are about. We would truly like to have you. And then about two more hours of that, yada, 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 sucking the dick, sucking the dick, sucking the dick, yada, yada, yada. All what beautiful home, beautiful wife, sucking the dick, sucking the dick, yada, yada, yada. Oh saying why, okay, get, say, get saying point. why, that's all part of the point. That's all part of the point. That's all any of these meetings will ever be. That's all part of the point. So, no, nobody, nobody should take this serious. Oh my God, because... Because the Yankees flew to California in 2009, they're gonna, they got CC, so they're gonna get, no. This is when Yankee Twitter is retarded. You guys gotta stop. You have to understand, fans are short for fanatics, so everyone is going to be excited. Now, obviously, don't say everyone. Don't don't okay. don't loop smart okay. people okay. with fine, dummies. Fine, 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 fine. Most people there you us go. excluded us excluded. The us excluded part, which is me and you, are very realistic. So we are seeing what's going to happen. There is no guarantees or certainties that it's going to happen, but hey, they're they're meeting with him, so you're going to engage, you're gonna see what 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 the what the market is. And then how's gonna you know how and how like how and um Brian Cashman are gonna meet? They're gonna talk with their with their team. They're gonna figure out what offer they're gonna put, and they're gonna give it to Boris. And then Boris is gonna shop his client around to other teams, and they're gonna see all right, which is the best offer going back and forth. That's what agents do. They go back and forth. They see which offer is which, and you know, and see and they, and what the agents do is they also go to their client and say, all right, what where do you want to go? Because remember, reports saying that Cole prefers the West Coast, but then people saying that's not true. So we'll see, and we'll see. I, I, I personally, I don't see Cole going to the Angels as much as I would. As much as you know, he goes to the Angels. He's with Mike Trout. He's with Shohei Ohtani. The only way just, we'll know, the only way we'll know Cole prefers the West Coast is when we hear the offers. If the Angels offer forty to fifty million less, and he still chooses the Angels, then that it's correct. The West Coast guy. Then it's correct. He's a West Coast guy. But if the Yankees offer, if the Yankees offer even a little more, and he chooses the Yankees, the West Coast it's guy theory the is all bullshit. It's off, that means that means he went for the highest bidder. And then they'll have a press conference, and then they'll say, "Oh, you know, it's my dream to play for the Yankees." And yada yada yada. You, you, you know, you know how the stick works. And and works. and also another thing that people have to realize, Boris, 
at the end of the day, play zero part in this decision. So I hope no one in the world thinks Boris makes these decisions. Boris can say no. what 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 he prefers. Boris can say what he thinks is in the best interest. But at the end of the day, if if the Miami Marlins wanted to offer Cole three years, seventy million dollars, he could say yes to that. Now he's not gonna say yes to that, but he could say this: agents are yes men. They will do. They are bloodsuckers. They just want their little ten to fifteen percent, so that's why they try to go for the best offer. But at the end of the day, no agent can force. Be, and the only only reason why I'm saying this, there are idiot fans in this world that think the agents take control, and that's not true. I mean, let, let me let, let, let me give you a, let me give you a little behind the curtain. So if so, Cole gets a three hundred thirty million dollar deal, right? And the agents get about fifteen percent of that, right? Yeah, fifteen to twenty, depending on the agent. Okay, you know, depending on. So let's just say, let's just say fifteen percent. You realize Boris is walking away with forty forty nine million dollars, right? <laughs> so it's imperative of the angel of the agent to get the highest bidder because who doesn't want to walk away from forty nine million dollars? <laughs> no one would be that stupid. Forty nine million dollars or forty nine million dollars. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. But um, but look, agents work for the players in all sports and all aspects. I mean, we, nowadays you have player agents where the players represent themselves, so they keep all the money. Like but David Robinson did. There you go. So, but for the most part, the high-profile players have agents that work for them, and what they do is they they survey the landscape, they look at what's what offer is good. And then report back to the player. The player ultimately chooses where he wants to go. So if Cole wants to say, you know what, I want to go to the West Coast, then and if he wants to take less, then he will go to the West Coast. If he wants to go to the Yankees or whoever, that means he wants to go for it. He's going to Truthfully, the, the reason why players have agents is to help them. Because well, yeah. they, they don't want to hear the bad Deal stuff. With. So the team will say... Hey Garrett, we love you, baby. Go, go wait in the room and eat all up, baby. And then I'll go listen, guy. Um, Garrett is worth this much. We're we're not we're not paying him this much. Look look at that ERA in September. It was trash. His innings were down. His K's were down. That's why players have agents because they're soft mentally. They. They want to be That's soft. That's not necessarily true. Of course it no, is. That's not necessarily true. No, no, that's not is. necessarily true. You, you, you think Garrett Cole is soft? <laughs> players Garrett don't want to hear Garrett the Cole's truth. All all players think they're think they're that. Of course, every player. Listen, every player, no matter if they're if they're the, if they're the top of their profession or they're or they're like complete garbage. Every player thinks that they're the best in their profession. Of course they do. It's, it's how you're supposed to be. When you're playing sports, confidence is at least ninety percent of the game. You you can't be you cannot go into sport thinking that, you know, we suck. <laughs> you, you can't do that, then you already lose. That's defeated that's a defeated attitude. But yes, look, all I can say is that players are not soft mentally. Maybe. I don't think so. I think players need need agents simply the fact that they want to handle the negotiations. Another reason why players are soft mentally, 
again, what, why do you think Aaron Boone got this job? Because he'll stroke the players' egos. Joe Girardi but says the truth, and Gary Sanchez cry like a little bitch. So which proves, which proves my theory. Well, look, today's athlete is all about social media for the most part. I, I wish we had those old school athletes that care more about team, that care more about the team than your clout. But yeah, today's social media, say today's players are more about social media and more about, you know, with, with Twitter and, and Facebook and Instagram going on, that everyone wants to market themselves and brand themselves. And unfortunately, it's a... Uh, they want to make themselves now. look good, man. That's what it is. Which is why I, I really wish they had, like, players had, like, social media teams where they can tweet for them and they don't have to tweet. Because <laughs> when players tweet, when players like Antonio Brown, and speaking of Brown, we'll get to him in a second. Boy, he's, he's another nutcase. So, but when you have players controlling his, controlling their, their Twitter, Sometimes it gets them into problems. They need to have people that tweet out themselves. And let I'm them sure most of them do, team. but most of them also don't care. If yeah, they if they hear if they hear all, of course, of course, but then, not yeah. not you know athletes are some of them are not smart. They if they read all, Gary, you suck today. You you were oh four three strikeouts. He may tweet something stupid. Like uh, now, like like sorry. that Cleveland Brown guy. Oh yeah. He um, he got yeah. talked about the bad coverages and whatnot, and, and then oh, he yeah. went on yeah, a whole spray. So it's just that yeah, same he thing. Yeah, he went to threaten a, a, a reporter that he got cut. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, I think it was Tashir Tashir Whitehead, I believe that was his name. Yeah, um, something along that. Um, before we continue, just so you know, I bought I bought this shirt from got this from Barstools Barstools. Slash sports shop, and I got my official Houston Asterix shirt. So thank y'all. I so saw. <laughs> so it was great. So so I want to give a shout out to them and thank you. Thank you. And for for the person who funded me the money, I want to give him a shout. Thank you. Thank you, that dumb Yankee fan, for funding me the money to actually buy the shirt. I also got to get props to Barstool Shorts for making that shirt. So thank y'all so much. Go buy it if you're a Yankee fan. You want to poke fun at Houston. So go 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 buy it if you want. Question: um, Why uh why couldn't you buy your own shirt? I bought the shirt. <laughs> I did buy the shirt. I just got funded the money. So <laughs> I mean, why not? If, it's if, a good shirt. If, if you bought your own shirt, why would you need someone to fund you the money? No, no, no. What happened was I bought somebody the shirt. So he was kind enough to fund me the money, and then I used that money to buy my own shirt. So I originally bought the shirt for somebody else, and then I got, and I got funded the money, so I ended up buying it for myself. So that's how it happened. So you bought someone a shirt, and then they bought you the shirt, pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. Weird. Hey, it's not weird. It's it's cool. We are all <laughs> adults, man. We can buy our own shit. Now, speak. Now, speaking of shit, leads me to Antonio Brown. Man, I wish we could play the clown music right now, um, because this guy. This guy, um, 
he is he's try, he, he's what we call trying too hard, bro. And apparently, one one NFL executive thinks that the Dallas Cowboys is going to sign Antonio Brown. And honestly, Antonio Brown with the Cowboys would be the worst thing that would happen because it, it would be disastrous. This is what I think. Antonio Brown, you're a clown. And you're embarrassing yourself. And you're, and you're an idiot. And unfortunately, your cousin is a cool guy. For those who don't know, Antonio Brown's cousin is Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown, who was, a, who was one who was an up-and-coming nice receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. So I think that Antonio Brown needs to go away. He's probably he's on the currently on the commercials except list because of the sexual allegations that's being levied against him. Now, if he's cleared of all wrong charges, and the Patriots want to go out and resign him, then by all hold means, on, hold on. I I just saw a tweet from Adam Schefter on the biggest shopping day of the year. Cyber Monday, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson outsold every other athlete in total merchandise on Fanatics. So, so at first when I read that, I'm like, all right, I guess that's cool. But there's more per a company official. But the top selling single item on Cyber Monday still was after all these years. Tom Brady jerseys. <laughs> yeah, oh, I gotta I love that. that. People are smart. People are smart. I blame you knowing when jerk offs for not for buying such a crap jersey. <laughs> people <laughs> are smart to know no, who daddy is. Because you're buying a guy who's washed up. He's washed up. So why are you gonna spend waste your money on a washed up guy? It's over. It's done. Why, why are you doing this to yourself? It's you, not you, over and it's not done, killer. This is what I hate about Patrick. This is why I hate about Patriots. Lamar Jackson got his shine, then Adam Schefter basically no, said, no, fuck no, your no, shine, no, guy. No, 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 no. Suck it, Ravens fans, y'all trash. Fans are trash. Nah. How dare you? No, 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 no. Defending champs, my guy. Brady, Brady is trash, and I blame you, New England Patriot jerk offs, for not seeing that he's trash. It's over. Nah. It's, coming. it's over. No, you're wrong. Get it through your head. Get it through your head, Brady. Do you do you know football gone. fans said this last year? What happened? Football fans said this I mean, in 2016. Mean, what happened? Football fans said this in 2014. <sighs> Oh what happened? We, we are, we are, we are reliving the past. Okay, let's let's. Okay, let's go to recent history. Okay, the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Yes, but it's not like Brady went up and down the field and dominated the LA Rams. He was terrible in that Super Bowl. If he was so great, how what happened on their only Rams? touchdown drive? Oh my God! How do you think Sony Mich- uh, did? Sony Michelle run a ninety-yard touchdown? Did Sony Michelle run a 90-yard touchdown? Oh, my God. He ran a five-yard touchdown, and Tom Brady was three for three on that drive to get him there. Sony Michelle did not run a 90-yard touchdown from the 10, from their own 10. You see, you see, 
if the Rams had an offense that And the single greatest quarterback performance, what happened in 2016? What happened? You didn't win the Super Bowl that year! Are you out of your damn mind? I said 2016, boy. 2016. 2016. Oh, oh, you mean that? Oh, you mean that? That 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 Atlanta choke job? Yeah. yeah. Nah, the comeback, bro. Uh, no, he said 28-3. Get your popcorn ready, cause I'm gonna shock every NFL fan in the building. No, it was Atlanta choke job. Nope. Atlanta, nope. nope. It was Atlanta choke job. No. Nope. You had a 28-3 nope. lead. And Tom Brady said. Get your big boy shoes on, cause you about to get killed. And what happened? Did the Falcons win that game? Hell no. And what happened in 2014? They're down by 10 against the against the easiest top three defenses of the past 10 years. Up by 10. What happened? Brady only had two incompletions. The greatest fourth quarter in Super Bowl history till 2016 Super Bowl. Okay, so what happened when they went when they played the Eagles? That's fair. Listen, not, but but even though they lost, e- even though they lost, even though they lost, that that was another great quarterback performance. But but did he win? But did he know? Did he win? I'm going to use your logic. Did he win the game? Yes or no? No. And then I could say what happened last year. Okay, fine. If again, right? He's been to nine Super Bowls, right? That's pretty good, right? Okay, so he's lost three and won six. What What do you think matters more? Obviously, the six is way more, but as an actor, you're going to remember the losses more than you're going to remember the wins. Now when it's it's three times more wins than losses. Okay, okay, okay. If you had 10 championships and you've been in 15 championships, what... You're going to care more about the wins, though, at the end of the day. Because you have 10 to 5 losses. Yes, it's true. Of course, of course you're going to. That's why Brady will always go down better than bad. Look at LeBron James. At the end of the day, people can say he's great. But, y'all, he's under 500 championships. How how great can he really be? And and NBA is a lot different than football because one player can help. Look, I agree with you about LeBron James. I, I don't like LeBron James either, so we're in agreement on that. But as an athlete, you remember more of the losses than the wins. Of course, you will never, ever, 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 ever take away the wins. You will always be happy about the wins. But I guarantee you, and Chris Canty said this best, because he was an athlete too, and he played on the highest level. As an athlete, you care more about the losses. Chris Canty got a Super Bowl ring with the Giants in 2011. But he was so upset when that 13-3 Dallas Cowboys lost to the Giants in 2007. Do those losses hurt? Yeah, but if you have more wins, if you have more wins than losses, that's all that matters. And 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 ever and there, and the reason why you're saying what you're saying is because you hate the Patriots. You're showing your bias here. Yes, you do. No, okay, okay. Athletes remember more of the losses than the wins. Kobe Bryant, for example, he has five NBA championships and he lost two. He's going to remember the Pistons and the Celtics one. It's going to hurt him more than those five championships because he knew he should have been 7-0. Been 
yes, you're going to be happy about you won five championships. Brady's going to, you're never going to take away Brady's six. You just mad because Brady never, won ever, so ever. much and you're sick of it, which is why you want to see a Chiefs and Ravens title game. That's why. And which is why pe- people think the Patriots are going to lose. And like I said, everybody thought the Patriots were going to lose last year. Everybody thought the Patriots was, was going to lose in 2016. And everybody thought the Patriots was going to lose in 2014. What happened? I'm making. What I'm making is but that is part of the point, though. Fans fans are no, biased no. trash holes. It's not about the fans. I'm talking about an athlete's point of view. Athletes, yes. You will never take away Brady's six Super Bowls. A win is a win. No matter how many they won by one point, 18 points, 17 points, Brady got the job done. No one is taking that away from him. What I'm trying to say, as an athlete, if you ask Brady to a man, what he remembers more, the, the six Super Bowl championships he won, or the three that he lost, he's going to remember the three he lost, but he's going to be remembered more because he hates the one, the two Super Bowls he lost to the Giants, because he knew those, those Patriot teams that they lost to the Giants those two times were better than those Giants teams, and he thought he should have won both times. So yes, Brady is the GOAT, six Super Bowl championships, you will never take that away from Brady. I'm talking from the athlete's point of view, you remember the losses more than the wins. If a guy wins 11 championships and lost four, and he knew he could have been 14-0, he's going to remember that. Jordan never has to worry about that because he's 6-0. You're going to remember that, but it's, that. it's not going to hurt worse than the wins. Well, yes, he does. Just like the Ravens I will not win, get to the Super Bowl. I, but let's go to the next topic because this is getting boring because okay. we all know Tom Brady's okay. great. Uh, whatever. Okay. Next topic. Um, next topic is speaking of, uh, we're talking about, we're talking about, uh, Sticking with football here, um, the Giants are two and ten, and and I know this pop is gonna bore you, but it's a. Nah, I actually got a screenshot about that from uh, Bruce Beck, Steve Tisch, that Giants co-owner. It's been a very frustrating season. At the end of the season, John Mayer and I are gonna get together and discuss the future as partners. We have to be very honest. We with each other about where we see this team going into the twenty twenty season. And they and they talked about this at great length on the Michael Hayes show, as Tish sees 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 it as a business, and Mara uh-huh. is basically a loyal fuck, and they each have fifty fifty part of the team, but if you're if you're John Mara, you gotta wake up, and you gotta say, and hey Steve, take take the role. I can speak to this as a Giants fan. See. The Maras have owned the franchise since the Giants' existence. Since Wilton Mara owned the team, and when Mil- and Wilton Wilton Mara passed it down to his son John Mara, and Wilton Mara was the Duke, and Wilton Mara was one of the staples. The Mara family is one of the staples of the NFL. I get it; they're not as high anymore because you got the Crafts and the Jones and the Rooneys. I, I get it, but the Mara still holds that name, John Mara. The, the name Mara holds weight. Now, Steve Tisch, Steve Tisch is a no-nonsense guy. He's straight to the point. He was the one that got Tom Coughlin fired and thought the team should move in a different direction. 
He, what C. Tish is seeing is, look, we suck right now. We've been sucking for the last seven years. We have not gotten the job done. We have to realize we're not going to be good anytime soon. And if Daniel Jones is the guy, then we need to build a team around him. And I don't trust the guys leading the team around him. Which, which Steve Tisch is trying to say that he thinks that Shermer and Gelman have got to go. And I think if you're going to get rid of Shermer, you Gelman has to go. Because remember, Gelman hired Shermer, and you cannot fire Shermer and keep Gelman. That's not how this works. Well, if you can goes, keep Gettleman if they get if they no, get Ron Ron Rivera. If you're gonna do that, then you better make sure that his contract and Gettleman's contract are together. Because if he screws this up, then they both gotta go. That's how this works. Because if Gettleman's gonna pick the next coach, then his contract better match up Gettleman's contract. That's all I gotta say. Because this way, if you both screw up. Yeah, both gotta go. It can't just, you, you, you can't get rid of one without the other. Because then you're gonna be like the Jets. Put, put it this way. Right there. Here's my thing about the Giants. I think the Giants could get um Vince Lombardi himself to come down from the heavens and the coach his giant team. I mean Vince they, they have at least four years. <laughs> They have the at least four did, years to do anything. That's I mean, what's going to I mean, the Giants did have Vince Lombardi and Tom Landry on the coaching staff, just so you know. <laughs> I, had, I know that. They had, they had Vince Lombardi, who was defensive coordinator, and Tom Landry, who was the offensive coordinator. So, but anyways. That's well, not the point. The no, no, no matter who they get, it's going to be at least four years before anything. Same thing like the Jets. It doesn't matter if they keep Gase or fire Gase. Now Jets may have the better quarterback right now, so 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 maybe three years. But no Jet or Giant team is winning anything in the next three years. So if any of you have illusions of that, you're out of your mind. Well, here's the thing, though. That, that's why when Steve Mar- that's why when Steve Tish said that you have to be real, he's being real. He's being, you know, he, he's being real that the Giants not going away anytime soon. And I think Giants fans are getting to that realization that they are not going to win anytime soon, okay? The Giants are just not that good. And I've, I've conceded that the Giants right now are not that good. But you, what you need to do is get in the GM who's smart, who can see, okay, so these players are not good. I need to bring in the head coach, bring in his staff, and let's build around Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And then as much as I would love for the Giants to draft Chase Young, which would be great, but I'm going to be honest with you, I have a pick that makes logically the most sense for the Giants. And Giants fans are not going to like this. But remember, I'm not in, in the business of making like making people like me. I think the Giants realistically should draft Andrew Thomas, the offensive tackle from Georgia. They need to build the offensive line. You need to start with, uh, with a left tackle who can protect 
Daniel Jones and open up holes for Saquon Barkley. You put him with Will Hernandez and John Jalapio, and then you get a right, and then you get a right guard, no, you get a right tackle, actually, to replace Mike Remmers. Then you have a making of an actual solid offensive line. So that's what I think what the Giants should do. Here's also another realistic thing the Giants have to have to know. You gotta decide whether it's worth it or not to keep Barkley. Because if you that keep Barkley, you gotta win. You gotta win if you keep Barkley. If not, you trade him and you can probably get a first and maybe even a couple threes or a couple of fours. But that's that. That's really the first decision. That's even a more tougher the decision than the coach. Um. Actually, no. The coach comes first, obviously. And then well, the coach would obviously come first, but the tougher decision. It's it's easy to hire a coach. It's here's, easy. Here's and here's how here's how what will happen if the Giants are making progress for Barkley. The third year, like the Giants go from, let's just say the Giants finish with four wins. I'm being hypothetical. Let's just say they beat the Dolphins and they beat the Redskins. I'm, I'm just throwing hypotheticals out there. They go four and twelve, right? Yeah. So they'll probably end up a top five pick. So they won't get Chase Young. They'll probably like again. Andrew Thomas is a very good consolation prize. I would totally be okay with that. So my thing for the Giants is. You pick the coach, you pick the GM, blah, blah, blah. If the Giants go from, say, four wins to, say, a bubble, like, they're contending for the wild card, but then they fall, like, three games short, they go from four and 12 to, like, seven and nine, like, they're competing, but they're just short, and then you, and then, you, and then Barkley can renegotiate his contract after the third year, and you think that you're close, the Giants will keep him. But if you have another four and 12, four and 12 year, then you'd have to trade him. Because then you'd have to trade Barkley before he renegotiates to get a bigger deal. Because Barkley's looking at Zico Elliott and Todd Gurley's like, I want that much. Because you have to look too. Christian McCaffrey from Carolina is going to get paid too. And McCaffrey, I believe, was in the same draft class as Barkley. I'm not sure. I have to look that up. But you have to, you have to understand, though, that Barkley's looking at the running back market. He's looking at Zeke. He's looking at Gurley. He's going to look at McCaffrey. He's going to be like, yo, I want, I want that money. He's not even worth that money yet. But he's going to get, want that much. Ezekiel Elliott started, started that's the asking price. Is Ezekiel Elliott. Like, it doesn't matter what they want. It matters what, it matters what realistically they're going to get. No, no, but that's the market. The market is Ezekiel Elliott money. That's the market. Ezekiel Elliott set the standard. The because market. of his play, that that's why he said that standard. So so right now, right now, Barkley doesn't get that standard right now. He does get the standard because he's gonna be after his age is gonna be like he's gonna look. It's not about what you think he wants; it's about what the market dictates. And if Ezekiel Elliott and his wants, play dictates that market, I, he had a great first year, but this year. He he doesn't get that market right now. He's he's he, he's not a fifteen a year running back. I I understand that, but let's just say you have a great third year. Then what are you gonna do? 
Like, you know what? Yeah, the I mean, it's two. It's it's and, it's it's two good years out of yep. three, yep. And, and the but three is really horrible. Plus, remember too, he's missing blocks too. So, if you have a running back that that's missing blocks, that's a problem. He's also he's also missing hold where normally he bursts through. So I'm guessing the injury has an effect on him. So you have to understand when you're when you're when when, when you're injured and you're injured like Barkley is, it it affects you. Um, uh, if you're on the field, you're not hurt. You're playing. Maybe he is. Right now, none of us can say that. Yeah, because he's not playing to the standards. So, obviously. So, it's... Yes, we will see what happens. But, yes, Barkley's enters third year. So, what I think what's going to happen with the Giants is I think that Barkley... I think that Barkley... I think the Giants will get a new GM and a new coach. And then I think Manning, Shoulder, Jenkins are going to go bye-bye, and the Giants are going to have a lot of money on the cap, and they're going to sign the free agents. Now, in other embarrassing sports news, <laughs> let's talk about those New York Knicks. The Knicks oh my lost God. by 44... Yes. The Knicks <sighs> lost by 44 points yesterday. It is, one, it is the second worst loss in franchise history, and it's the worst loss this season. Reports are circulating that David Fisdale could be fired soon. So David Fisdale will likely be fired before Christmas. He, he should be fired is, now. The team is trash. I, I, I'm surprised he's not fired today. <laughs> like, what are you waiting for? Now, the other reports are that Toronto, according to the New York Daily News, Toronto is fearing that Masai Ujiri, which is who's the guy that runs Toronto Raptors, could leave Toronto and be the general manager of the Knicks. And before you say, now why the hell would he want to go to the Knicks? One word. Money. money. We all saw what happened the last time the Knicks threw money on a guy. I know. There's a difference between Masai Ujiri and Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson was the novice GM and Jim Jones was stupid. Masai Ujiri built that Toronto Raptors team and is currently one of the best teams in the league and he's had the NBA championship to his resume. So the guy at least has a championship. And he's one of the most experienced front office executives there. And I bet you he goes to the Knicks, they'll still be trash. Even if he does go to the Knicks, it's going to take at least, it's going to take at least four years. But here's the thing, though. If Masai Ujiri goes to the Knicks, then James Dolan has to say that he has to tell James Dolan, I, if I'm going to come to the Knicks, screw off. That means I run the show, you go play your stupid band somewhere else and go ruin the Rangers. Which is actually funny because the Rangers are actually, having, is actually starting to become very relevant. But, but that's the difference. I'll get into that later. Um, if Masai Ujiri is coming... Is coming to the Knicks and Dolan has to give him full control of basketball operations. Well, then if I'm Phil, I say, all right, listen, you, I'll give you three years to turn it around. If 
if if we're not in at least playoff contention by year three, take a walk. If 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 if, if he's gonna come into the mix of that hot, that there 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 has to be a a bar. Well, here's the thing: if Masai Ujiri comes, then here's the thing: he's gonna have cap space, but this freezing class is gonna be terrible. So he's probably gonna save that for 2021 when Giannis comes in. This is like Nick fans one in LeBron. Yo, Giannis is not I, coming I, to the Knicks, bro. It's not gonna happen. I, 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 I said he's not coming to the Knicks. Then why even mention it? Man, let me give me what I want to say. Stop interrupting me. I'm gonna be my sorcery right now. <laughs> All right. So Masai Ujiri comes to the Knicks, right? Mm-hmm. Steve Mills, Scott Perry, goes bye bye. David Fizzle's gone. Ujiri hires the coach. Now, he builds the team around R.J. Barrett and whatnot. He trades away these veteran guys. He gets draft picks, blah, 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 blah. He builds the team. Builds a good team. Now, this how, is- how do you know he wouldn't trade R.J.? He's not going to trade R.J. Stop it. Anyways, um, anyways, as I was saying before, you moved me into a much more So, he's building a team. He's building R.J. the piece. Robinson's a piece, okay? He sh- everybody else can, can go get traded somewhere else, blah, 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 goodbye. So he starts building a team. He gets second-round picks, cast consideration, blah, 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 blah. He hires a coach, whether it's, you know, uh, Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, wh- whoever he hires, whatever, who cares? They get the coaching staff, they build the team, they build them up. So 2020, they're competitive. You know, they're 8th, they're, 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 they're 7th seed, you know, but they're a tough out. Giannis, and then Giannis sees that Nick team, he's like, wow, this team went from a laughing stock to an actual playoff contender. Interesting. And they have shooters, which is what Giannis needs because he's he not a shooter. He's a slasher. So Giannis sees the Knicks, he's not winning with Milwaukee, and he just says, all right, peace out, I'm out, I'm going to the Knicks. And then you'll have Giannis with an up-and-coming R.J. Barrett, your 2020 draft pick, whether it's LaMelo Ball or Cole Anthony or that kid, Anthony Edwards from Georgia. You'll have that along with R.J. along with R.J. And then you're going to build a nice nucleus with Giannis running. And then you'll have KD healthy, Giannis and the Kubo. New York basketball will be live and I will be with it. And that is my ultimate dream scenario as a Knicks fan. Don't poo-poo my dream. That's what I want. <laughs> Oh man! So, <laughs> that that was my soliloquy. Don't be a hater. <laughs> so I suppose you want some star that's shooting free throws as a thirteen-year-old right now, and he'll be like the star in twenty thirty-two. I guess you want that also. Like, why, why like, be that guy? <laughs> listen. If if all if all this was to happen. I would say we're walking on water. And and for all we know, the Bucks can win a championship in the next two, three years. If that happens, he is going to take the max in Milwaukee and he is going to stay. So you're relying on a lot of things. Hey, I mean, maybe maybe, maybe the Knicks get Bronny too. And maybe they get Zaire Wade. I mean, and, and then maybe they'll team up with LaMelo Ball and... Fucking RJ Barrett, and maybe they win eighty games a year, and 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 maybe and maybe unicorns come flying around, and maybe chocolate chocolate is money, 
I mean, may maybe all this happens. I I like that you want your team to be great. And, hey, maybe the first start would be getting that GM. Maybe. But as as a Nick fan, it's like, do, do, do you honestly truly think it's going to happen? Sometimes you just have to be realistic. And, and I know you don't. And I know you know it's not going to happen. The Knicks probably go five years and they still won't get get, get to the second round of the playoffs. Look, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying as, as a Knicks fan, all I have is hope. <laughs> I don't have anything else right now. Plus, two oh, years from God, now, Kevin Durant will be balling in Brooklyn. He's going to say, yo, Giannis. Come through. Giannis ain't going to Brooklyn. How dare you say such blasphemy things? Who would rather anyways, play with? Kevin Durant or RJ fucking Barry? Um, RJ younger. How dare you be disrespectful? <laughs> you, you, you're an asshole. <laughs> Yo, RJ, I love you. You're doing some good things out there, bro. But let's face it. You, you and I both know you're on a bad team. Now, um, in a little bit of hockey news, the Devils fired their head coach, John Hines. Um, the Devils have not decided on their start. They're 17, they're 7, 19, and 1. They're one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference. Taylor Hall is set to be a free agent, and they have an interim coach from the AHL taking over. They just lost to the Vegas Golden Knights 4-3, to but the coaching change really didn't do that much for them. Um... So they have to decide who is going to be the next head coach for them. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. I, I just saw something talking stupid on social media from this dumb idiot named Hoodie G. Garrett Cole just told me he's signing with the Yankees. Yo, Garrett, I heard you had a meeting with the Yankees today. You signing with us, man? Signing as you speak, man. Glad to be a Yankee. You responded, sent me a selfie, so I know you're legit. Yo, welcome to Yankees. Fuck Boston. Yes, sir. This is why I hate social media sometimes, man. People do some dumb shit. I don't get it. And people find stuff like this funny. I don't understand, man. Do you, do you find that funny or just fucking plain out retarded? Um, that was stupid, and I'm not going to engage in a, in a retort, so I'm not going to engage in any retort whatsoever, so... I'm Good, not, at least you know he's I'm a jack not, wagon. Yeah, um, it doesn't even deserve a... It doesn't even not even deserve a response, so I'm going to move on from that. So back to my hockey thing. But yeah, Hines is fired, um, 7 and seven, nineteen and 1, um, bad start for the devil, so he kind of deserves to get fired, um... The coaching change didn't do anything. The Vegas Golden Knights beat the Devils 4-3. The Rangers lost the Vegas Golden Knights 4-1. Um, the Islanders, they won their first game against the Detroit Red Wings 4-1, and they lost today to the Canadians 4-3. They're still in good shape to make the playoffs. That's your hockey news right then and there. So that's done with that. And uh, it's not going to happen, but, but I saw a Bleacher Report Arenado drawing interest. Multiple teams have talked about Rocky trading for Nolan Arenado. Rockies are not trading their franchise player. Kids, well, it depends on what you get back. If you get in the same hole, you, you gotta listen. <laughs> like, if, if you're getting, like, A, like, your A-level, B-level 
you know, you're getting your ready starting players. It, and it would have to be two A-level prospects or a major league star. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, you have to have the insane offer for the Rockets. Mm. I, I don't think you're going to trade your franchise player. Like, like, I, like I, I, the I, Red I, Sox I, would have to offer Chris Sale and Mookie Betts for fucking the Rockets to give up Nolan Arenado. He's a fucking M- MVP type third baseman. Who also just inked a huge contract, by the way. So. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's funny because <laughs> it's funny because I don't think I don't think if you're if you're Nolan on an app, um, obviously he signed a huge, 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 huge contract, so it's gonna be very hard for teams to eat that salary. Boy, Nolan Arnado is right. He is one of the best third base. He's one of the best players in the league. He's really, really good. And the Rockies are really, really bad. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, this winter means becomes very, very intriguing. Yeah, I think it's in a week or two. Yes, it is. And my boy Julian and Bobby Thompson will be there next week. So, boys, have fun at the winter meetings, man. Have fun. So, Julian and Bobby Thompson, have fun. Bobby, yeah, I still hate your Patriots, so I hope you lose Patrick, my homeboy. So, let's go, my homeboy. This is why you're a hack. Stick to the topic at hand. Him being a Patriot fan has nothing to do with the winter meetings, you clown. This is how I know you're a hater. And you know what's funny? You you talk about hatred of the Patriots fans more than you talk about your trash ass Giants. Did we not just do a whole segment on the Giants? (laughs) But the point is, you're mentioning the winter meeting in San Diego. That has nothing to do with Bobby's football fandom. Nothing. It's it's not even the same spot. So all all you have to do is just say Bobby Julian, have a great time. Okay, Bobby Julian, have a great time. Is that better? It actually is, is but better? I uh, I I know you don't mean it. So fuck I you. I do mean it. Bullshit. How, you know what? If we God, if one day we get signed by ESPN, I can't wait for the day when you can't curse because we'll be a part of Disney. Well, well, like I said, I'd be a big fan of the word cat. <laughs> You've used cat so many times, like, you're a cat. Stop being a cat. That's right. And then instead of fuck you, I would say, take a walk, you clown. And then, and then, and then instead of like, suck off, you know, I would use, you know, um, just, just, just go hit yourself against the ceiling, bro. Like, Just like, just like Mike Scudero tweeted earlier, I don't mind being that guy. And maybe that tweet was supposed to be meant for me. I'm not sure. I don't think you're. I don't think that was. But but here's what here's what I wanted to talk about a little bit. Um. At 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 yeah, we have five minutes. At the end of the day, if if people on Yankee Twitter, if you want to hate me. Cool, you can hate me, but you want to know why it's corny? None of you know me. None of you. None of you know me. 
But you want to know who knows me and knows I'm a good person? This guy right here. The guy I'm doing the fucking podcast with, you fucking bunch of morons. So, so you got to fucking think to yourself. Can he really be a bad guy? And me and Frank get along. Me and Mike get along. Me and Julian get along. Me and Bobby get along. Me and Brian and TW from the Schmear get along. So, and the people got to stop. Guys like Joe and Frankie and Jose. You guys got to stop trying too hard. Majority of the men on Yankee Twitter are assholes. The women are very cool. They're they're nice. They don't they don't make big 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 issues. You want to know why I don't have a picture of myself on Twitter? Because a lot of you people on Yankee Twitter are crazy. You'll screenshot it. You'll use that as some dumb ass meme, and you'll send it around to everywhere. You guys are lunatics. And Jose. You you say to me, you respect it, you try to act nice on Twitter, and then I see you tweet something in a conversation with other people. Frankie, no one is desperate for your attention. All y'all motherfuckers talk shit on Twitter, but none of you will come on the podcast, I bet you that. And Joe, listen, I I know what you said. At, at the end of the day, I left it all off. I don't know you personally, so I don't judge y'all. But none of you do that for me. None of you know me. And all you judge me off Twitter. Twitter's not real. And all of you bring up a subject that happened many, many months ago. This ain't junior high school, buddy. Okay? And you want to know why I got a little upset? Because we tweeted at each other constantly. Jose, I had your back when people attacked your kids and your wife. You forget that. Frankie, I defended you multiple times. You forget that. And I was told about what you were going through medically. And I never told anybody. I never said one word. Never said one word about it. Still won't. Because the person that told me trusted in confidence, and I would never betray that trust. Never. You will never see me tweet anything racist or anything sexist. And that's the kind of people you guys normally go after. So the fact that you guys are coming after me, take a walk. Also, about the whole birthday thing, the reason why I got mad, because we tweeted at each other constantly. Before that day, before my actual birthday... And there was like 10 people that actually did wish me happy birthday. I know you guys follow all those people. So if any of you try to say you didn't know, you're full of shit. On Twitter, if you follow someone or someone like something, you see that. So that's why I got mad. That's why I got mad. So I got in my feelings a little bit because who wouldn't? People, all of us, at the end of the day, we're people. Things happen. But I've been forgot about that. But you guys want to keep remembering that. Saying birthday crybaby. Do you know how weak that is? You're sounding like you're in junior high school. So at the end of the day, Joe, Frankie, Jose. 
In my mind, I'm cool with all of you. I have no reason to hate any one of you. But you guys hate me, and just ask yourself. Frankie likes me, Mike likes me, James likes me, Bobby likes me, Julian likes me. So, ask them, hey, maybe we should give him a chance. And if you don't want to, that's cool. I'm not asking for that. I I got plenty of friends. I don't need friends on social media. This isn't the point. And if you guys want to make fun of me, but you know what? You're probably going to listen to the podcast. And you can't just say you're just listening for James. Because you know what? You're going to have to hear me too. Just like people that hate Peter Rosenberg, you're still going to listen to the K-Show. And you're going to have to listen to Peter.